Welcome back to Beer with Jesus. This is Denise and Rob. Tonight I'm having coffee because I'm trying not to come down with sinus infection. I've got sore throat, the scratchy, itchy. Anyway, warm coffee feels good. Well, I, I picked a strong beer to drown my tears in because the Browns played like garbage today. You had your shirt on. I don't I know. Get it. I might have to find a new shirt. I was commanded to wear this by Pastor Jason, and now I got to wear a new shirt. But I'm drinking from Three Floyds Brewing Company, and I picked this because I've played bass guitar over the years, and it has a uh, some kind of dinosaur playing a bass guitar, and it's called Slapasaurus Double IPA. It says on it's their little saying, "Terror of Cretaceous period." Slapasaurus conquered. Laura Media, with nothing more than four strings, a little hat, and a song. I'm, I, it's okay. It's very bitter. I mean, it's yuck. I don't like bitter. Yeah, it's some coffee's bitter, but it's kind of. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to do here. I gave it a 3.75. I, I don't think it's anything spectacular. So I guess there's really a tear with your beer tonight, huh? Yeah, it's, well, it's 9.9%, so. Well, it should help you forget should, that the Browns should, lost. Yeah, it should calm me down a little bit. <laughs> but, well, it's just me and Denise tonight. Sean's at deer camp. Yeah, he wants to be the third person on the podcast, but he's not available every weekend. He cry, tries to cram too many things in the weekend, so we'll get him sporadically. But we're back to Colossians 3, and it's only one more chapter after this one. I mean, chapter 4 is pretty short. And then we finished two whole books in the Bible. On the podcast. We're going to have to figure out. It's going to be around Christmas time. It's going to be a busy time of year for me since I'm still at the post office. I had four days off. It was beautiful. It was nice. I'll never know that. <laughs> okay, let's get into All it. All right. Let's start reading uh, Colossians 3. And let's just read 1 through 4. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Ooh. Yeah? You want to say anything? I'm waiting for more. You want more? Well, let's start with the one through four. We need to be kingdom-minded. Thinking uh, what benefits our Lord's kingdom and not worry about things here on earth, you know. And this can be hard with all the stresses of this world, especially this time of year when you're wanting to purchase gifts for people, but you still have to pay bills. You still got to eat. 
still got to put gas in your vehicle and nothing's cheap. I mean, and it's busy, con things constantly going on. And for like me, work is, you know, long hours every night this time of year. But like, like Jesus said, he wants us to cast all our anxieties on him. You know, we're not to worry. I mean, I, I, that's how I've been taking it. Just like, hey, you know, it is what it is. I'll just get done when I get done. You know, the bills will get paid. Kettering Medical Center can kiss my butt. But that's another story. <laughs> Sending me a bill I shouldn't have. <laughs> but when we accepted Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our old selves died and we became a new creation with Christ in us. And if we look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21, <clears throat> Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to him, himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself and Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though we're making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There's a lot of reconciliation in that. <laughs> so, you know, we are reconciled with Christ and we will be with him forever. You got anything to add, Nisa? You're ready for 5 through 10, aren't you? So we go to 5, five through 10 now. Kind of buzz through 1 through 4. Let me take a sip of this beer. My throat's a little dry, too. Put to that, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now... You must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with, this, with its practices, and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the, in the image of the Creator, its Creator. And I like, in the, uh, and I'll read it real quick, I have the, uh, recovery version of the New Testament here. The, what I'm reading from originally is the NIV, but I like what the, for verse 10, the recovery version says, and have put on the new man, which is being renewed until full knowledge according to the image of him who created it. I like that, what that says instead of. I got a couple things from that. <clears throat> And then I kind of lost my train of thought. Crap. <laughs> it just left. Oops. I think I have the cold brain. 
Ding, 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 ding. Okay, that was it. <laughs> well, when you live for the things that he names here, the sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, you live a life with no hope. I mean, really, there's you're just looking for the next fix. There's not... There's no hope in it. And when you get rid of all those things, you can actually see the silver lining. You can actually see that there's a future, a hope for a future. Because now you're not looking at these things. You're looking at God in your time with Him. Well, I kind of got that. With those things, they when they take hold of you, in you, they start to consume you destroy you and instead of focusing on God we focus on on that and and all God wants us is take our total focus and put it on him and you know once you do that he will be the main focus and for me I thought it would be difficult to change my mindset you know but it really honestly wasn't when you really put an effort into, okay, God, I want a relationship with you. I want to focus on you. I'm, I'm going to put the time in and spend time with you, you know, in the word, prayer, whatever, praise. But in that time, I feel like Jesus changes you when you take your focus off that. But one thing that you did is you did that daily, no matter if you felt like doing it, if you had the time to do it, if you... You've done it daily. And what some people do with religion or with their relationship with Jesus, they treat it like a coat. I'm going to put Jesus on. I'm going to zip up and I'm going to feel warm and fuzzy inside. And then I'm going to put that coat in the closet and I'll pick it up next Sunday and put it back on. And then there's six days in between. They were beat down, broken down, and they blame God because now I'm, you know, I go to church on Sunday and my life's not right. But you left him out of the six days. Or you just, you get on fire for a little bit. Like, like I, I've done it in the past. I get on fire for Christ. You know, I'm on, I'm, I'm reading the word. I, I went to church. I did all that stuff. And then slowly, because I didn't let go of that other nature, the other nature will take over. And it kindles your fire out. I mean, it just, it uses it it waters it down i mean you know if we go on to like the the other things it says like anger rage malice slander filthy like you know we all stumble any that's that, when i would take my coat off i mean my jesus coat and get mad <laughs> i mean every once in a while i curse you know every once in a while you say something and you're like uh why your holy spirit kicks in like you dummy it's like a slap to the back of the head you know that's the Holy Spirit wanting to slap you in the back of the head. <laughs> but if I go to it, back to that verse 10, where it's, and I'm going to do it out of the recovery version, and have put on the new man which is being renewed unto full knowledge according to the image of him who created him. And if we, I like what it said here. It said it, because the new man was created with us who belonged to the old creation as con as constituents constituents that's a big word 
He needs to be renewed. This renewing takes place mainly in our mind, as indicated by the phrase, until full knowledge. The new man was created in our spirit and is being renewed in our mind into full knowledge according to the image of Christ. Now, that's got a bunch of more explanation. This Bible breaks down things. It's pretty neat because the recovery version was directly um, translated from the Greek. So it's a little bit different on some things. But I did like the new man. And if we look at... But it reminded me when I read that breakdown of of Romans 12.2. And do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now as we grow in Christ, we need to be daily renewed. And that's where it kind of falls with what we were saying earlier. You know, we need to be in the Word. We need to get to know Christ and, and build our new self, which the NIV says, and develop a relationship with Christ. And I think, I, I, for me, you know, just sometimes it's hard to focus in the morning. You know, at 6, 15 in the morning when I'm sitting down, I'm like I've been reading through the book of Jeremiah. It's a lot in Jeremiah. And then it's kind of like you're half asleep, you're trying to read, but, I, you know, I, I push through it and I read it and pick up. And Jesus always shows me little nuggets that I need to know and point out out of each passage and then I'll read my daily devotion and and I do my prayer and I get my day going and that's not the only thing I do I, I do other things throughout the day to just kind of keep building on myself and my relationship with Christ knowing not just knowing who he is but really knowing Christ for myself and having that relationship with him and knowing when he's because once you learn how he speaks to you, you'll recognize it more clearly. Because it ain't going to always be audible. You know? When you spend time with someone, you know without them being there, you know what they would want or say. Like if I go grab something to eat at a restaurant, I know Rob. So if I, depending on the restaurant I go to, I know what I can order for him that he'll want to eat because I know Rob. I mean, if you, you know, in a situation you're like, okay, God, where are you? And you're not feeling like he's there, but you spent time with him. You know how he would respond to that situation because you have a relationship with him. And it, it's not as hard as it seems to spend a little time. You might have to get up half hour earlier. <laughs> You're touching on my shed talk. Oops. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you can't read full chapters or something. You just need a little nugget. Get your devotion book, you know. Get a verse. Like, I'll take the verse. I'll read the whole chapter in a devotion book. I want the full context. That's just me. I like the full context. But I'll read it, and then I see what the lesson is, and just kind of meditate on that, and, and pray, and do your prayer, and talk to God. You know, He just wants some time with you. Verse eleven, we kind of covered a while ago for Juneteenth. It seems like it was yesterday when 
Pastor I Jason. Wish it was yesterday. Pastor so Jason and my pastor pal Teresa was here with doing our Juneteenth podcast, but Colossians three eleven. I don't remember if we did this verse or not, but we probably did one similar. It says, "Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian. I'm on. It's spelled S C Y T H I A N." Slave or free, but Christ is all, and all is in all. Now, I had to, I kind of wanted to break down, because I, I didn't know, you know, barbarian, you think, you think of Conan the Barbarian, but I didn't know what the <laughs> other one was. So, barbarian, in this context, is an uncultured person, is what they they broke down. And that Scythian, whatever it is, you know what I, is considered the worst of the of of the barbarians, and that's, I think it even says, "Yeah, it was considered the most of was the most barbarous of the of the barbarians." So there we have that was in the from the recovery version. It's the worst of the worst. It's the worst of the worst. But verse eleven basically says, "We are all one in Christ." There in in Christ, there is no prejudice in God's eyes, and that's, we're all servants, and no one is better than the other. I got nothing for love for everybody, so we'll keep on moving. That was kind of an easy breakdown, verse eleven, twelve through fourteen. Now we're going to get into meat. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any one of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And what I I start thinking about that passage, I say, well, what... What's Jesus got to say about that? So I went to Matthew 22. Matthew 22, 34 through 40. And it says, Hearing that Jesus has silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in law, tested him with the question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And it's like, you know, Jesus explains it best by that. Love your neighbor. Don't be a jerk. I could have used a few other words, but I was trying not to to have filthy language. I had to look up the word bear. Because it says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have. And in the strong, Strong's Concordance and Dictionary, um, to bear with someone is to lift them up. I mean, you share their grief, their, you empathize with them in their situation, you respect the suffering, and, but you, you lift them up, you don't leave them there. You know, it's tough. You know, I think with our friend 
going through all he's had in the past few months with his, uh, which he's kind of cleaned up a lot, his addictions and stuff, and you know, and, and he definitely has a spirit of humility. He's very. I've seen him turn around, especially yeah. at, since our union got his job back. I started that grievance. I didn't finish it. I didn't get to finish it because it had to go all the way, way up, way up. It went a couple rounds above above my pay grade. But I did start it. You know, I've seen changes in his wife since he, she started coming to our church. Seen a marriage restored. None and, and of the most beautiful thing I've yeah, witnessed. Basically, we've seen not only their marriage restored, his life is turned around. And they're happy again. I mean, and as tough as things were, you know, we kind of had to bear with him. And it it was tough. There's sometimes I had to give tough love. You know, it's like, ugh. I, times you wanted to give up. I mean, I, I and I don't know how many times I, I, I did a lot of praying for him. A lot of praying. And... God is had great. to had to pray and be there when I could for him, but I didn't. I had a point I had to let go and let God. But when I let God, things turned around. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna flip the page. Woohoo! And we're up to. Uh, Verses 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You want to start? What? Yeah, you go. I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. Well, I got that. We were we've been called by Jesus to be salt and light. So let it show that Christ is in you. Praise God for that, and acknowledge Jesus in all things. I mean, and it could be as simple as when things go right, say thank you, you know. Even when things don't go right, like when the Browns lose, like, you know, the other team needed to win, you know. I'm not happy about it, Laura, but thank you that majority of our players aren't hurt. And we can move on to the next game. Yeah, it's just, just acknowledge, you know, it's, it, it you get all the green lights. Thank you, Jesus. Get all the red lights. Thank you, Jesus. There must have been a reason I got all the red lights. Because I, I went to the store the other day. There was five stoplights. All of them were red. But I'm going down High Street. I want to get off work the other day. 35 miles an hour. Some guy's driving 20. All the way down from Belmont. To South Spring Street. That's like a couple, at least a mile or two. He's saying, don't be in a hurry. 
I wanted to get off work. I wanted to come home to Nisi. <laughs> now the next section that uh, eighteen through twenty five, it's was written by a man who was not married. Yeah. <laughs> it's it explains how our home life should be. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> They said Paul was not married. Well, he he was pretty content. <clears throat> I was reading on the news some supermodel. She's like fifty eight now. She says I don't feel like dating because I don't want to hear someone breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, "Wives, submit to yourselves to your husbands as fitting in the Lord." Yeah, that's what's up. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. That's what's up. <laughs> Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. I think we need a reminder of all our kids of that sometimes. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they'll become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only with their eye when their eye is on you, and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of the heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. I might as well throw 4-1 in there. We'll reread it. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that is also have a master in heaven. So, when I was doing my notes, I, I was like, man, I just looked down at my footnotes, and I'm going to just kind of read it, because I was like, wow, I couldn't explain it any better. And it says, why does Paul talk about submission of wives to husbands as fitting in the Lord? This advice would have been helpful for Christians, Christian women who were working through many aspects of their new faith, especially what it meant to have freedom in Christ. Paul told them that they should honor their husband's leadership in Christ, but Paul had words for husbands as well. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. It also has been true that Christian men used to the Roman custom of the head of the family having unlimited power were not used to treating their wives with respect and love. Real spiritual leadership involves service, just as Christ served the disciples, even to the point of washing their feet. A husband should serve his wife. This means putting aside his own interests in order to care for her. A wise and Christ-honoring husband will not abuse his leadership role. At the same time, a wise and Christ-honoring wife will not try to undermine her husband's leadership. If either spouse neglects this teaching, disunity and friction will occur in the relationship. In Christian homes today, these same principles apply. I was like, wow. And it just kind of made me think back when this was written. I mean, they were under a totally different culture. I mean, it's still that kind of culture in the Middle East now where the women really are submissive. Right. And they get the, beaten for things. The spiritual leadership in our home, I do respect, is your responsibility, and I fully give that to you. And and you kind of 
give me my space when it comes, like, this time of year. I don't like being around people. This time of year is so hard for me with the two, two boys being passed away and gone. I can't see them. It's really hard for me to go places where kids are coming home all different ages, you know, they haven't seen their mom and dad. And just seeing families together, it still hurts that I prefer to stay home and, I don't know, grieve, I guess. And you never stop grieving. But Rob gives me that space to do that. He understands. Even though we're going to, well, it's close to the birth date of her one son, I have concert tickets to see Crowder, but it seems like all the good shows we have are always around that date, so she's well, going to put up... And it's be, not that date, so it's a few days before. But it's close, but I've always liked Crowder. He got, got me, his music got me through a lot of things back during my first divorce, only divorce. And bankruptcy and all that. This is, it was comforting hearing his when he was David Crowder band. But we're going to see him here in a couple weeks at like a little racetrack. So that's cool. Indoor racetrack, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's too cold. It's too cold <laughs> for outdoor like, concerts this time of year. I'm like not going if it's outside now. <laughs> if we look back at because we're near the end of Colossians three. 23 through 25, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. And again, I, I, when I read it, it's like, man, Jesus said something like this. And I was, it's like, went back to Matthew, Matthew 24. Uh, Matthew 24, 45 through 51. says, Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And then he begins to beat his fellow servants and, and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh. So what I got from 2325 and then what Jesus said in Matthew 24 is nothing we do is really in secret. And I did a shed talk on this before. God is always watching. Satan is always watching too. And will use that opportunity to open doors to ruin your life. So slam the door on Satan and do what's right all the time. I mean, that's pretty, I mean, it's pretty simple. Well, Sean was kind of, we talked briefly before he left town. He was confused about the slave part. He's, you know, but back in those days, there were slaves. It, and it was, I, from what I understand, it was different, too. It was like they're working off debts and 
But for us, we're basically, every day you get up, you're going to a place that you don't want to be at. I mean, nobody wants a job. I don't care if you like your job, you'd rather stay home. But I, I kind of look at work as a, I don't know, kind of enslavement. But I do it as unto God and helps the day. No, it goes back to, if we go back to the beginning, you know, uh, oh man, I've lost my train of thought. It'll get a bus back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Welcome to plus 40. Yeah. <laughs> You see that we do this uncut, unscripted, I mean, sort of, I mean, we take notes and stuff, but sometimes you just come up, you guys are talking, things come up, and, but, you know, it's, uh, we should always acknowledge Christ in all, oh. See, I told you, the bus yep. is back. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whoo! Sometimes I just need to dust off my brain. <laughs> I knew it was there. We just read it. You should give thanks that you even have a job. I'm thankful for mine. But folks, that's uh, Colossians 3. Colossians 4, there isn't much to it. It's mostly a final greeting. So, that might be a quick podcast. Ready for Shed Talk? Yeah, we're ready for Shed Talk. So, with Shed Talk, I've been, like Rob said, wake up a little bit early. Well, I haven't been waking up early the last four days, but what I wanted to start a habit of is breakfast with Jesus. I got beer with Jesus, now I want to have breakfast with Jesus. And I've been doing that since the four days my goal was to clean off our kitchen table because for years our kitchen table has been the catch-all. And we just got to a point and got so out of hand that we just gave up and never used the kitchen table. It held everything. I found more power tools on that kitchen table than you had in the garage. And it's clean. It's beautiful now. I light a candle. I have my breakfast, my coffee, and I read my scripture. So, it says, I will, ex- I, I shed talks from Psalm 31 through 5. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called you, or called to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his praise, his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And what I found was... And that time that I spent with God and ate my breakfast, so I'm filling my, filling my soul and my belly all at the same time. It helped my day go better. I mean, 
I had a lot of things that frustrated me. I mean, just things that I was trying to take care of. And they didn't seem as frustrating as they could have been. And I think it's because I spent time with God first thing in the morning. So I encourage you to do it. I'm planning to wake up about 15, 20 minutes earlier than normal tomorrow and have breakfast with Jesus. Yeah, I have coffee and Jesus in the morning. You take Jesus to the bathroom. I take Jesus. I'm not doing that to him. <laughs> I I have Jesus <laughs> with coffee. Then, unfortunately, after the coffee, I need me and Jesus need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's my routine. I'll let him spend time with you while I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get time in with Jesus. <laughs> All right, we'll end out in prayer. <clears throat> Father, I just, I lift up the prayer requests that I got today from children being sick, people being sick. And once again, as the weather changes from cold to warm to sunny, rainy, all these wind winds blowing, earaches, we've got... RSV re prayer requests. I got croup prayer requests. And now I sit here with a sore throat. And I just, I ask for a sweep of healing among all of our listeners. Just boost our immune system and stay with us to keep us healthy so that we may do the things that we need to do this holiday season. Father, bring family members back into our lives that may not be close to us today, but we desire their closeness. And just thank you for loving us, and thank you for being here for us, Lord. In Jesus' name. And if anyone from the church is listening, if you saw us rush out today, thinking there's something might have happened, nothing happened, <laughs> nothing serious. I got a phone call that our refrigerator that holds our beer for the podcast. For the podcast was being delivered two hours earlier than was originally planned. So I had to rush home because they were coming to deliver it. So that's why there was no emergency in the family. No, we thought we would have plenty of time for church because they said, what, 12? 12.30 to 4.30. And it was about 10.15. I got a, we were in the middle of praise and worship. And my phone's ringing. I'm like, oh, I knew the tr drivers were coming from Columbus. So I went outside of the sanctuary, answered the phone call, and, and it was the driver saying we'd be there in 35 to 25 to 35 minutes. So I said, and he said, you want to go? I said, yes, let's, we better go. And we get home, and an hour later, they finally came. So it was well, more than that. There is a little bit more than that, too, because my mom put, has a habit of putting her phone in her bra, and she did, and we answered the call, and you could hear breathing, but you couldn't. Um, we got boob dialed. Yeah, but we didn't know if maybe she fell or something happened, so we're like, okay, we better we better go. And turns out her, her boob called Rob, and then she didn't even know, so mom did not fall and get hurt. So, we're good. <laughs> so, that's why we rushed out of church, so. 
We'll see you next week with the, sh- the probably the short podcast of Colossians 4. Have a good week.